Hey, we're back with another podcast episode. Today we are talking about the two types of porn addiction. So buckle in and get ready because I am going to talk about type one, type two, and then we will compare and contrast the types just a little bit. Then we will move forward with action steps to leave porn behind for good, no matter what type is afflicting you. Okay, so let's dig in. What are the two types? The two primary types are classic porn addiction and contemporary porn addiction. So just to make the distinction out of the gates, the main distinction is that classic porn addiction mostly affects people who are middle age or older because they first found porn when they were young or in adolescence, but the porn that they found was a magazine or it was in print. It wasn't high speed internet pornography like we know it today. So that's classic. Contemporary is when a person initially found pornography, it was high speed internet porn. And we're going to look at the similarities and the differences in just a minute, but essentially your brain gets hijacked differently in a different way, depending upon if it's type one classic or type two contemporary. So that's what we're going to dig into first and foremost. And obviously high speed internet is a, a factor that we are going to consider because that is the difference of when the internet was became popular and was first uh, available that is when high speed internet pornography was available and then it obviously snowballed from there so let's think about what is a classic porn addiction classic porn addiction the tale goes like this we'll say it's back in 1982 1984 um you know van halen just released their new album and uh, little Jimmy finds a stash of pornographic magazines from his father, his cousin, his brother, his uncle, or he's shown it by a neighborhood friend. So this is how a classic porn addiction starts, is that the exposure is more low grade, or at least it isn't as you know high speed as it is in contemporary porn addiction. It is that flat... Uh, you know, centerfold type of hijacking of the brain. So yes, there's a dopamine release and yes, there's a flooding of the system. But for people who struggle with classic pornography addiction, what science shows is actually the average age used to be 10 years old where a child was exposed to pornography. Now with the internet, it's down to eight years old and it's creeping even lower. So we also know from the science that the earlier that you are, that your brain is exposed to porn, the harder and faster it is hijacked by the arousal system and the stimulation of dopamine that is linked to sexually explicit material. So the factors there are in classic porn addiction, typically a person's exposed at least a couple years later than they are in the contemporary type and the stimulation is lower level. But so now continuing our story of little Jimmy, Jimmy finds the pornography magazine. 
Trauma in most cases is evident for people with classic pornography addiction. So we know from the science that usually what happens is there's verbal abuse, there's physical abuse, there's sexual abuse, there may be neglect, and there's trauma in that child's world. And then this hit of dopamine that is gotten from looking at the, the porn magazines makes their brain feel so good and helps them to escape the trauma. Now, when we think of classic porn addiction, parenting was way different back in 1984. Um, and we're just using that as an example year, but you know, back in 1984, spanking was still around. More parents hit their kids, more parents yelled at their kids, which that's not socially acceptable in today's day and age. Doesn't mean it's not happening, but it's happening in public less because it's not sanctioned like it used to be. Um, so parenting was totally different back then, which likely led to more overt types of traumas. And trauma can be a big T trauma like sexual abuse, or it can be a small T, lower T trauma that is just not fitting into your family or being ignored and not being seen day after day, year after year in your family. So there are big T traumas and smaller T traumas, but Trauma is usually at the root of a classic porn addiction. And going back to little Jimmy, things are rough in his family, in his world. And then he finds a porn magazine. It makes his brain feel good. It hooks his brain. So then he keeps going back to porn magazines until the internet comes out in around 2006 is where internet porn really kind of came into the world. And at that time, then the classic porn addict transitions from magazines or VCR tapes where it was much less available. You had to go out of your way to get it. And so then when internet came in, the classic porn user transitions into using high-speed internet. Their brain was hooked in a different way, but now it is a cascading effect by being able to go to the internet and being able to open tabs. But again, even back then there wasn't as much and there wasn't as much variety and intensity in the pornography that was available. So as internet pornography developed, the addiction developed with it. So that's classic porn addiction. Number two is contemporary porn addiction. So now we transition to, uh, you know, we'll just say 2000, and in five or six, 2000, you know, we're in the 2000s now. And now we have little Johnny and little Johnny is on his iPad or on his computer and on his phone and up pops. He's searching for something for his, you know, first grade, second grade science project. And he puts something in and inadvertently pops up an explicit pornographic video, which completely hijacks his brain with much higher levels of dopamine and stimulation. And people tell me all the time, the first time I saw it, I thought it was gross, but my brain was on fire. So a lot of the scenes that now are on on the internet are overwhelming, but it still lights up those dopamine receptors in the reward center in the brain and the brain's on fire. And what happens with dopamine, dopamine is the pleasure seeking neurotransmitter. It links what it found to pleasure, which keeps you going back for more. So now in contemporary porn addiction, 
children are being exposed earlier. And again, that makes it so that the brain is heart hijacked faster and harder. So that is definitely a factor in contemporary porn addiction. And at the same time, what happens is there's much higher levels of stimulation. So what we find and we know from the science too is that now with younger men who are exposed in a contemporary fashion, their brains are hijacked. This mental stimulation from videos, not just from magazines, and it's coupled to uh, much more masturbation, which is physical stimulation, younger men are frying out their brains at a faster rate. And in the past 10, 20 years, science shows that it's been developing over that time, more young men have erectile dysfunction than ever before, and it is linked to pornography use. And the reason being is their brain was hijacked fast and hard, and then it's completely available still on the internet and they keep going back for more because they've been hijacked and it escalates from there in a much more rapid and intense fashion. And so, so it brings us down to comparing and contrasting, which I just did, but this is what people want to know. I'm 58. Like, am I a worst case scenario? Or, you know, I'm only 25. Am I a best case scenario? So we are comparing apples to oranges it's difficult to say, yeah, just because you're young, you're a best case scenario, or because you're older, you're a worst case scenario, because they are different types. So depending upon, you know, kind of how this thing developed, and really the factors are intensity, frequency, consistency, and length, duration. So, you know, how often are you going back? How frequently? How consistently is this cycle? How long you staying on? What are you doing with your brain in terms of edging? And um, what are you watching? Because if it's very intense, it's really frying out those D2 dopamine receptors in your brain. But it's a different animal. So if you're a classic guy who transitions into a contemporary guy, that is going to be a more difficult case scenario opposed to if you're contemporary and it's only been three or four years, that still is contemporary being that it's higher use and higher level stimulation and possibly found at younger ages. So we're comparing apples to oranges is basically what I'm saying here. But what I want you to know is that in fact, there are two different types. And so when I talk with people, it's not necessarily a discerning factor in terms of what we do to back it out, but it might have more weight on a particular aspect of what's going on. So let's dig into that because that gets us to our brain tip strategies in our two types of porn addiction. So in a classic porn addiction, we know that trauma probably needs to be investigated and resolved in a more comprehensive manner. So when people join the 90-day program that I offer, so many people who are uh, middle age or a little bit older they will stay in the trauma lessons longer because they report that those lessons are really um, unlocking a lot of what's going on for them. And literally what happens is when you resolve trauma in your brain, it unlocks the neurorigidity. It creates more neuroplasticity so that then your brain is more flexible. And when we use brain training and then you use the strategies, you're able to move forward. So trauma can be a very important piece 
when it comes to a classic porn addiction. So for you, listener out there, if you are middle-aged or older, and if uh, the first story, Little Jimmy story of porn magazines resonates with you, I encourage you to think about your family structure, kind of what was going on in your family, if there was challenges that you had, especially if there was any type of abuse or neglect, and think about people who played roles in terms of trauma in your life and use techniques to, you're gonna love this one, I know you are, to understand what happened with them towards you and you have to get to a place of forgiveness. And in my 90 day program, there's a few different strategies, but I'm just gonna share a concept here with you and then give you an action step. The concept is that to be able to get to forgiveness, we have to understand that people have and had, especially back in those days, a different capacity. So what we're talking about here is multi-generational transmission of family patterns. So what I mean by that is, you know, your parents learned what they learned from your grandparents who learned that from their parents. That's how family dynamics and patterns are passed down from generation to generation. Some of them might be healthy patterns, but I encourage you to look at them because many of them are likely unhealthy patterns. So for example, if you default to anger, that's an unhealthy pattern. If there's a lot of yelling, if there's any type of abuse, very unhealthy patterns of dealing with emotional difficulties. It goes back to emotional maturity. If there's acting out in any way like that, it's because your parent can't handle the emotional discomfort of whatever is happening. And trust me, I have five children. They are pushing my emotional comfort buttons literally at all times. And, you know, learning to have healthy ways of dealing with that is very, very, very important. So think about those family patterns, write them down, draw it, you know, I almost said Google it. I meant doodle it. You know, you don't have to write about it, but putting it down in a way that you can think about, okay, what are some of these patterns that were passed down to me? Investigating them, thinking outside the box, maybe thinking about other families or other people who interacted in a different way, possibly a healthier way can, can give you an idea of what needs to be healed there. And that will be very helpful for the classic type of pornography addiction because trauma released from your nervous system will create more neuroplasticity and then you can move forward. Okay, so this next part, contemporary um, brain tips and self-help strategies can also apply to the person who struggles with the classic porn addiction because most classic porn addictions have transitioned into the contemporary type when the internet uh, made it available and in your pocket at all times. So understanding that your brain has been hijacked at very high levels of stimulation, what it causes is changes in your sexual arousal template. You might not even know what is going on with you sexually because porn's been the worst sex educator in the world for you. So understanding that what you've learned is not at all what is healthy. And so first and foremost, you have to leave the screen behind. A very important piece for contemporary pornography addiction is learning to manage screens and devices and not depend on them. So many younger people just are on their phones all the time, you know, pinging when they get emails, pinging when they get texts, pinging when they get snaps, pinging when they get DMs. Turn all that off and give your brain a break. Make a schedule if you're able to, 
keep continuing to go on social media, make a schedule of when you check it and make it so that it is a certain amount of time. Only go on Instagram for 15 minutes and obviously take anything triggering out of your feed. So yes, I know that your friend is happens to be really good looking and happens to always post inappropriate photos, you need to unfollow her because that is triggering and it will lead to the slippery slope. Not something that I want for you. So in contemporary porn addiction, managing devices is your number one defense strategy. We know from science that most people consume pornography between 7 p.m. and 3 a.m. That's a no-brainer, pun intended. But uh, most, you know, it's a no-brainer because most people use porn for mood regulation and most people use porn as a sleep anecdote because when your brain gets flooded with dopamine, it helps you to feel relaxed at the end of the day, which then helps you to fall asleep in a very unhealthy way because it's damaging your brain when you do that. So learning to manage your devices in that 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. when you now go to sleep because uh, like my uh, husband always says to our kids, nothing good happens past midnight. So there's no need for you to be up to 3 a.m. because if you're up to 3 a.m., my friend, you cannot get up early to get on purpose in your life. So by going to bed by 10 a.m., you 10 p.m., you will be able to get up and become an optimal performer because that is what we're talking about here on this podcast. So 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., finding new ways to relax, and honestly, building brain breaks into your day is another strategy so that your brain doesn't increase its energy across the day as much as if you didn't take breaks, and then you really need to take the edge off between 7 and 10 p.m., This way you find healthy ways, balance your devices, find a healthy way to calm down at the end of the evening. Reading books is a great way. If you're able to use screens, finding a show show that has story structure and moves more slowly, but after the fact it's in your mind and you want to see what happens on the next episode. Uh, The Hubs and I started watching Manifest and actually I haven't watched any of them. I only watched one or two. I haven't watched it in like a week because it's been busy, but... Uh, it keeps popping into my mind that I want to see what happens on the next episode. And that's encouraging me to relax at the end of the day. If there's nothing else going on, then I have that for me to be able to bring my brain down, especially on busy days. And you can have that too. And that's another powerful strategy to let those porn thoughts that are lingering go away because now you're building new thoughts of things that you want to be able to think about and check out and, you know, your, your brain's going, Hmm, I wonder what's happening in that show instead of, Hmm, I wonder what's happening on porn. So you can use that as a habit replacement. Okay. So before we wrap up, I want to just again, compare and contrast classic porn addiction usually affects older people. It includes an element of trauma It usually started with lower grade stimulation and then built up over time, transitioning from magazines and pictures when the internet became available, then transitioning to high-speed internet, maybe kind of building more slowly over time as the internet did, and then culminating over many years in increases in frequency 
and duration and consistency and then increases in intensity. And before you know it, you have a middle-aged or older person who's really struggling with porn. Relationships might be deteriorating. Anger might be setting in. Irritability, that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde aspect. That's the classic porn addiction. Contemporary porn addiction might be you, the, the younger listener who still started in adolescence and, you know, it really impacted your brain in high school and in college years because you started right away with high speed internet and with much higher levels of intensity at a much younger age, which fried your brain out earlier. And many young people are struggling worse than older people because of this. Um, but your brain has the ability to heal through neuroplasticity, but managing your devices and getting off of the devices so you're not on that slippery slope that leads you back to porn and then being able to get out of the screen because the intensity that your brain become, became accustomed to quickly is making it so that it's faster and harder than it's been hijacked. And that link between the screen and your brain and pleasure will be harder to break because of that high level of intensity and likely more frequency and consistency and intensity earlier on. So the strategy for contemporary is, and for both of you, both types is, Manage devices, lock them in a lockbox at 7 p.m. If you can't manage them yourself, get a blocker like Covenant Eyes. Um, I have a link for a reduced cost on Covenant Eyes that I can put in this episode. Make sure you do something to put a fence up to break your habit of going back to the screen. And while you're doing that, rewire your brain towards healthy sexuality, uh, I have videos on what healthy sex is. Go check them out so that you know the difference so you can start building that in the real world and find a healthy way to bring your stress down at the end of the night. That's a really important brain tip for everybody, classic and contemporary. Um, and classic, do the work on figuring out what the family patterns might be. And it's still applicable to contemporary, but more so for classic so you can break those patterns create new ones in your life so that you can ride off into the sunset. Um, okay, so uh, let's wrap it up. And uh, again, thank you for joining me and stay tuned for next week.